Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren. And Michael, obviously the huge political story today is that Donald Trump has fired Corey Lewandowski, sending him back to his career as a mixed martial arts fighter. Yeah. I just want to say one thing. I, 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 I thought more of Trump than this. When Lewandowski requested, instead of being fired... Uh, trial by combat. I really thought that him and Manafort going one-on-one, that would have been our deal. Michael, are you suggesting that, that Corey Lewandowski has, has a thuggish reputation? I, <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I, I can't believe you. Well, I lived in New England, and uh, this, the reputation, his reputation as a statey <laughs> for the New Hampshire State Police uh, precedes him. But uh, seriously, how big is this story from the standpoint of who's going to win the election and the impact on the process? Well, I'll, I'll preface it all, Michael, by saying that uh, I'm somewhat too extremely skeptical of anything coming out of sort of Trump campaign sources about this today because really? uh, this uh, this story, I, I mean, obviously, Corey Lewandowski is out. Uh, he was uh, apparently given his, his walking papers uh, Monday morning and uh, was even on a conference call before this happened, uh, sort of a messaging conference call. So uh, it really apparently came as a surprise, uh, at least to Lewandowski. Well, let's get to your skepticism in sure. a second, but first kind of walk through – he was with uh, uh, Donald Trump over the weekend. There's video of him out there at various campaign events. And uh, some of the reports that I've seen are that he was literally escorted out of the office. Right. Security was – which is, you know, Trump is very loyal to you until he doesn't need you anymore. And then oh, now you've got okay, security. Wait, You're a political geek like I am. <laughs> Do you remember any campaign – manager for a presidential campaign who had to be a score. I mean, I know Andrew Jackson apparently shot at one a couple of times on his way out of the White House, but uh, seriously, I mean, that's just not, it is fair to say that's not traditional. Usually you get fired, you pack up your box and you leave and that's really the end of it. Right. And and even more to the point, it's the, the timing of it all is not traditional. I mean, Monday morning, if this is, if you look at the way traditional campaigns are run, something like this, a big kind of shakeup in the campaign is announced on Friday afternoon. I mean, this was a, ho- a holiday weekend we're coming, we were coming up to, uh, you know, people would have been forgetting about it, uh, you know, if, if it had come out Friday afternoon. Instead, it's the first thing Monday morning after a holiday weekend, the political press is looking for stuff to cover. This is the story, at least of Monday and probably for the rest of the week in campaign 2016 is this shakeup, which it leads me to my point about my skepticism. I wonder if this is all a part of the plan. So what would the plan be? Let me throw one past you. Donald Trump has had a horrible couple of weeks. He's gone from narrow leads or ties in a few polls, not a lot, but still, he was putting it together, to now apparently uh, trailing badly. The uh, Real Clear Politics average is up to around six points and growing. It's going in the wrong direction. Could it be that he felt like this was going to be a bad kind of you know week for him and he wanted to basically kind of shake what, what was the uh, metaphor that the Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah, the Mitt, Mitt Romney's guy used that. Shake the Etch-a-Sketch. Forget the handling, some say mishandling of the Orlando shooting. Forget the issue with the Mexican judge who's really from Indiana. Here's a brand new narrative. It all starts over. The new Trump, new team, new campaign, and that's why I did it on Monday. Is that? I, I think that's part of it, and, and and we should say one of the one of the elements of the story that I'm skeptical of is the report that uh, that 
this Lewandowski uh, uh, ouster was a coup by Trump's kids, and particularly Ivanka Trump, who I think everybody recognizes as the smartest mm-hmm. member of the Trump campaign. And look, there, that that could very well be true, and I'm not doubting um, you know the reporters who are saying this, but but my skepticism comes from the fact that uh, there is reason to think that. Uh, this is the perfect time for the Trump campaign to change the narrative because of all those things that you just listed that uh, that have been – I mean it's been one week after another of stories that the Trump campaign probably could have survived if the primary were still on because of the different dynamics of the Republican primary. But it's a general election now and, and things are, are totally different in terms of the way that the media – uh, for instance, is covering Donald Trump right. and the way that uh, these sort of things play out in Trump's own poll numbers. And and so it is a perfect time. And, and in fact, I believe the uh, Associated Press uh, quoted Corey Lewandowski post his firing saying, look, you know, it's really been Paul Manafort, uh, the now campaign manager, has been in charge since April. Uh, this is really uh, – I really haven't had much to do or say. That suggests to me that this was a plan or at least a, an idea, okay, we need some kind of shakeup. Sure. Let's fire Corey now. Now the story is the Trump campaign's getting serious. Right. And that is the question is can Donald Trump get serious? How much do you think the uh – Trump team is influenced by the open conversations people have been having about the upcoming convention. And I mean, in a real way, I mean, there's, there's been this kind of kind of hopeful mythic, our friend Bill Crystal right. way of why does something happen? But if you go to a convention, not just down by 10, but down by 10 and seeming to not have a plan to turn it around, you can see why a bunch of delegates who would be happy to have you as a nominee would be just as happy to say, look, nothing personal. I'm not anti-Trump. I'm not never Trump. I'm just... Trump ain't going to work, Trump, right. and we're going to dump him. So is this is this a way to send the message, don't worry, we see our mistakes, we've got some broken parts on the engine, we're going to replace those parts and have this sucker purring by the time the general election rolls around? I'm sure that's what they would love to have uh, the reaction to be. Look, I do think that the campaign – uh, which I, we we talk about the Trump campaign. It's not a traditional presidential campaign. I'm pretty sure there's like seven guys, <laughs> and they all work now for Paul Manafort. And right. uh, it's kind of uh, uh, you know a uh, I wouldn't say a shoestring uh, operation here, but not a lot of people in, involved in this thing. They but they I really do think they respond, and bec- it's ultimately because Donald Trump responds to these kind of things. He's probably sending a you know uh, calling down to somebody saying what now they're talking about a coup at the convention. You know what the hell i thought i sewed this up let's you know let's fix this i think that they they totally operate that way you can just see the Mm -hmm. way the decision making that happens after a big media issue um and and they're going to try and hope that that this sort of patches over the wounds i'm not sure that's that's gonna cut it i wouldn't call the trump campaign with virtually no money in hand and fewer than two dozen staffer, real staffers a shoestring campaign because that would be an insult to the shoe <laughs> and shoestring industry. But I want to ask you, for, for wrap up with this, Michael Warren, No, you don't have to be perfect to be elected president, particularly when you're running against somebody whose negatives are as high as Hillary Clinton's, right. but whose negatives are higher, Donald Trump. And when you have multiple polls showing his negatives in the upper 60s and even 70%, my question is, do you... Looking back at history, looking at the way campaigns tend to pour out, have people been able to finesse, you know, campaign, you know, get the right guy, whether it's a Manafort or, you know, whoever, to work around that? Or is it the case that when 70% of the voters don't like you, 
they're just not as willing to forgive mistakes. They're not willing to take another look. If, if the train seems to go off the track, they're not willing to wait at the next station to see if you got it back on. I think Trump is going to be the test case for that because the truth is, is that you can't, right? You can't, once uh, voters have their mind made up about you, uh, once they think this guy could be president or uh, more importantly, this guy could not be president. Mm-hmm. I can't vote for him or I can't see him in the Oval Office uh, doing the job, then you're kind of screwed. Now, Trump has sort of uh, reversed that iron law of politics in the Republican primary. He was at that position at the beginning of the Republican primary, and his numbers flipped, which has never been seen before in uh, in American politics, recent American politics. Could that change in the general election? I don't know. I think that I think the dynamics, uh, as I just discussed, are different in a general election mm-hmm. than in a Republican primary. And uh, and and you know, Paul Manafort is very skilled at what he does. He's he's uh, in the school uh, that Roger Stone is also a part of of sort of Republican dirty tricks or moving things around uh, behind the scenes to make things work. But when your your product is as bad as Donald Trump is, and, and that's not a comment on anything exactly. other than his poll numbers how, how right perceived. now, how it he's perceived. It doesn't matter right if he's now. the greatest guy ever. He just his polls are so that's bad; right. it's very difficult. It's it's hard to sell. And this is a time when Donald Trump would need to be changing that that narrative mm-hmm. about himself in the way that. That uh, Barack Obama changed the narrative about Mitt Romney in the beginning of the summer. He made Mitt Romney, um, and Mitt Romney certainly did a lot himself to do this. Made Mitt Romney into the plutocrat uh, who doesn't care about you. That was that happened right now in June of 2012, right. and right now Donald Trump ought to be having that conversation about Hillary Clinton and not about himself. And and the problem is he's not. And, and no kind of campaign shakeup is going to be able to fix that. Uh, well, while he's firing one staffer, Hillary's getting ready to fire off $41 million worth of <laughs> right. campaign ads in swing states. I want to make one prediction, and it'll be on tape. You can hold me to it. Corey Lewandowski is a walking hand grenade, and Donald Trump just pulled the pin. I know that they probably have like a deal or, you know, a payoff or whatever. But I'm just based on being from New England, having bumped into this guy a few times, it's going to go off before November. That's market well, on the I, tape. I can't wait to see it <laughs> well, and the see the shrapnel go, go, go everywhere. So the question is, who gets Lewandowski's first TV interview? Is it going to be, uh, you know, uh, George Stephanopoulos or... Vice TV, the (laughs) semi-porn channel, or WWE Raw. I'm predicting the latter. Michael Warren, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.